See, this this is right here. This is how I use my wireless mouse. I can be as far away as I need to from my computer. Because there's no wires, because I live in 2020, I can still have access to making it work. When are you moving your mouse more than seven feet away from your computer that you need a not wired mouse? See, a lot of times I do stretches and stuff, while, but I need access to my computer. And sometimes I need to click, you know, next to the next module. And I like to use my computer instead of my phone because the screen's bigger. So I just do that. And now I have my mouse so I can still have control over everything. And you? I, I've always had a wired mouse. That's always been my thing. But I did find I did buy a wireless this time. <laughs> thing? That was always my thing. Some people ask people about Dalton. Yeah. Hey, you know Dalton? Oh, got the wireless hey, that's mouse? That's the guy that, yeah, the right? wired mouse? He only uses wired mouse, right? <laughs> I always did that um, only because, like, you get better response time when you're gaming on your PC. But then I realized I don't play a lot of games that need a good response time for the PC. You know, I play strategy what, games. What constitutes a good, like, response time game? I mean, if you're playing Call of Duty, you want to have a wired mouse. Yeah. Or, or what's that sniper game? Uh, there's, like, a really, really popular sniper game. It's on PC. Well, it doesn't matter anyway because you're getting a brand new complete setup, right? Yeah. Yeah. What just I, came in? My big-ass desk. Yeah, you, you know? sure you don't need a wireless mouse if your desk is going to be, you know... 12 feet wide by 8 feet long. I just like the mobility and the, you, sim the simplicity look of it. Did you know that it was actually going to be that big? I wasn't expecting it to be as big as it is right now. I think I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised. How, do you, is it going to fit in your room? Um, I really, really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have to wait for the legs to come in on Saturday, so I don't know if they're going to fit or not. Yeah, Dalton is a man of savings, and I'd like you to um, tell me what you told me earlier. So, I went to buy a desk. The desk I was going to buy was going to cost $450. It was going to be like significantly smaller than that and cheap, cheaply made. It like wasn't going to be good. It was supposed to be like a gaming desk. I don't want a gaming desk. I need like a bigger thing. So I bought a table desk. The table desk that I bought, if I bought it, the table desk as a whole, it would have cost me $600. But I was like, you know what? Let's see. I heard people buying replacement tables and buying different legs for them. So I went to go see replacement tables for that specific brand, and they sold the tables for only like 160 bucks. So I bought the table, and I'm buying legs that don't rise or you know rise. What are those uh, electronic legs? I guess um, like for a standing, standing desk. for standing desk. Yeah. yeah. So that's what it came with. That's why it was so expensive. But I didn't want that. I don't care about that. So I just bought little little nubs that don't move. <laughs> so we'll see how they work. So overall, how much is this desk costing you? Um, maybe forty dollars, maybe a little over two hundred, maybe two hundred five. What if I told you that there is a desk in the garage right it's not now? A desk, Matt. That <laughs> it's not a desk. Is bigger than that, and I used it for a long time. And the only downside is that sometimes you get really staticky and you can get shocked. And I thought about that, and I don't like the aesthetic of a <laughs> white. What kind of what kind of like a plastic table. I want everybody like vinyl or something. Yeah. I want everybody right now to think about when you go to an outside barbecue and the picnic tables that you sit down uh, and you eat at. Color? That was the table. That was the actual table, like the long rectangle t table. We had them in my garage and my desk was too small. And I like having a big desk because like, I don't know, the way Dalton's room is like his mind. Like I like to spread out my thoughts on my desk. So I needed a bigger desk. And so my whole senior year of, of college, I had a picnic table for a desk, and it worked wonderfully. 
I don't understand how you did how you lived with a picnic table in your room. It was great for months. It wasn't just like a week. It was like most of my senior year, like the kind that like they use for like colleges use and the events operations uses those kinds of tables. Yes, yeah, exactly. Only without the tablecloth. And then if you put your hand like close to it, but not quite on it, you can feel this, the static. <laughs> yeah. So I'd always charge myself up and then go poke my dad. <laughs> He'd be sitting there. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and still, so with all this space, this desk is way bigger. You're still not going to get the itch to fill it with stuff. You're still going to have it be nice and I'll bare. still get the itch, but it'll take longer. To fill it up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why Dalton's always just gonna buy a bigger house. Yeah, he'll be, it'll look like he has less stuff. No, uh-huh. I'm gonna buy more stuff to organize everything too. But at least I have the desk and I have the PC stuff coming in, so it takes time. Bro, you just should have asked me. I could have made you. I could have literally gone, bought wood, and made you a desk for half that price. Please don't. That's the last thing I would want. It would look like a two by four, with like it just would look stupid. You know what? That's. That's going to be a giveaway. We're, we're going to have our first giveaway. The winner of this giveaway gets a desk made by me. David, roll the intro. I'm Drum. I'm Drummer. <laughs> All right, we're back, everybody. Week 27. Week 27, guys. 27, 27, or as I like to call it, Numero seven o. There we go. Almost the same thing. Not that's really. almost as as good as name for name. Japanese for name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. And as always, we are your hosts. I'm Drum, and I'm Drummer. And welcome back, you guys. Hope everybody's had a great week. Uh, week twenty seven, guys. Yeah, that desk isn't even the full amount of what you're of what you've bought, right? You're making a brand new PC. Yeah, brand new everything. But the PC stuff I haven't got wow. all figured out. And plus, since we're in coronavirus well, it, it's age. Not, it's it, not a normal PC. This isn't like the hunk of a PC that you made for your first one. <laughs> yeah, this is PC2. This is PC2. So you've. what are the mistakes that you made oh, with the first PC that you're not making with the second one? Um, I, I Now, if you'd like. I think I can answer this for you. Go ahead and answer it for me. Real quick. Okay. All right. So the mistake with the first PC that he made versus the second one is the first one he made himself. <laughs> <laughs> the second one he's buying complete. Not wrong. <laughs> I'm buying it like it's custom made, but I'm buying it from a place that I can pick the pieces that I want put in and then they do it for me so I can't fuck it up. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. But the reason why I haven't ordered the actual PC yet, I have the monitors, I have everything else that I need except for the PC because it's like with the coronavirus and stuff, nothing's shipping, nothing is, uh, everything's sold out. So kind of just wait a little bit. Yeah. Um, what's crazy though is so the how what are the the dimensions of your desk so our viewers uh, can kind seven, of seven seventy by thirty three or thirty five thirty six. So it's about three by six. Three foot by six. I don't foot. know what that means. Yes, three foot by six foot. Sure. You you have a real problem with um, converting units, don't you? I don't even know how to do it, to be honest. Yes, 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 he does. So I, that's why they give me a measuring tape. So no, I'm talking about you can't even measure your food. <laughs> oh well, that's hard. That's because I, I don't. No, that's not because I can't measure my food. It's that I don't understand how people know what food has for proteins and how much food is like carbs and why this food doesn't have carbs, but this one has carbs, but this one doesn't have protein. 
but you get protein out of this. It doesn't make sense. And then Matthew, Matthew's helping me a lot trying to figure out my eating, but it's like, I have a long way to go because it's, it's it honestly, bro. It's just about rep, like repetition. Like before David and I did our, our first like cuts where we actually like really like went with it. Yeah. We didn't know anything about it. I, I mean, I had counted macros vaguely, you know, but then that was the first time where after a while you're just able to kind of look at things and be like, okay, I know this is mainly a protein source. So I'm just going to kind of keep categorize it as so that. I feel like if I, if I just stick to ground Turkey, <laughs> that's, i'm pretty sure i've eaten that for breakfast snack and lunch and then snack again i've had different types of ground turkey and i'm just gonna stick to it i'm not gonna eat anything else <laughs> see your downfall though is like i'm okay with eating the same thing i'm not having a hard time with it. it it's honestly it's like I, yeah i enjoy it and it's consistency you can make it with yeah. eggs you can make it with rice you can make it like in a burrito do whatever you want with ground turkey it's like it's It's so versatile it's so versatile it's the only versatile food that i've ever used yeah it's the only one yeah ever it's a trooper it's a trooper yeah for sure it's like maggie it just lets you put it in whatever and just kind of put what in whatever (laughs) (laughs) damn (laughs) that part's getting cut out But but yeah, so Dalton has began a a cut. So we're uh, we're we're cooking and we're eating, and he's very upset with me because I just kind of bring him food and tell him to eat it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I don't feel necessarily better. I just like I'm like all right, something's gonna change at some point. Let's just see if it works. The I think what took me a long time to realize was that you're looking at what you ate three weeks ago, or you're looking at what you ate two weeks ago. Yeah. So, and that works both ways Uh because you can be eating ground turkey and be eating really, really well right now. And next week or after four or five days, you're like, why is this all still here? I'm eating ground turkey. I'm going to need results like in minimum two days. Okay. Yeah. That's that's not going to happen. But then Uh, the same thing comes backwards where you look good. So you're like, all right, I'm going to eat whatever I want for the next few days. You, you, you say that. And then like the next day you're like, Oh my God, nothing happened. Yeah. But then the next week Uh you're fat again and you're like, Oh, I'll never forget dude. That that was the biggest like realization was like after I finished my RP cut, uh, it was super, super cute. Like right when I finished my competition, all I had talked about my entire cut was a cinnamon roll. That's all I wanted. And so I finished competing in Vegas and I was staying with my friend Peter and he had gone out of his way after work and he went and bought like two big cinnamon rolls and then he brought them back and we like ate them together and it was so good. But I remember waking up the next day and being like, because after that we went out in Vegas and just yeah. had fun. Yeah, drank. So I remember woke up, I woke up and I was like, all my abs are gone. I'm fat again. I'm back to where I was. And I remember looking and being like, oh, all right, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. And, and then kept eating. And then I kept eating. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then like three weeks go by and I'm like, Oh my God, what happened? It's, it's all downhill. <laughs> I feel like the first two weeks of quarantine, that's when I ate the most. I think that's when I gained the most weight because I wasn't working out. I was eating so much, so much food. So mm-hmm. I think that's when I gained a lot of the weight. And so now I'm just focusing on containing it. I don't want to, I don't want to lose all the weight that I gained. I'd rather just turn it into muscle. Yeah. But like, you know, it's, it's I mean, I'm, I'm willing to learn. Why not just try it? Work out. Fuck it. 85 percent 85 85 percent and on top of that well uh, explain it because you told me what that was and oh, I, I, yeah. li- I like to go by that now so um and this kind of goes with with anything right um like when it comes to to dieting i have this it's not really a rule but it's just like something that has helped so i had a bad relationship coming out with food coming out of that rp diet because it was like certain things were good certain things were bad he got and, re- didn't he get really hardcore with like counting oh, and dude he was 
I mean, it was you, to you the could number. tell though because you looked ripped as shit. Yeah, like I was, I was on it, and honestly, it probably was my my relationship with the scale became a little unhealthy. I, I think I don't think it's as bad as most people say, but again, like I'm biased towards myself. But anyways, I came up with the I, I read somewhere. There's no way it's my own idea that that as long as you're on your shit 85% of the time, you'll be all right. You know what I mean? Now, 85% of the time is during the week and then Saturdays you splurge for dinner and then, you know, you do that consistently. Whatever you do consistently over time is going to play out, right? If you consistently eat terribly, you're going to put on weight. You consistently eat well and you splurge every once in a while, you're going to be fine. You know, like don't get me wrong, you'll probably feel terrible the next day just because your body, it's 85% is still a lot of time, you know? Uh, But that's kind of like the general rule of thumb that I try and live by is like, I'm going to hit my diet 85% of the time and I'm going to give myself that 15% of like extra freedom. So whatever that looks like, you know, um, it, it kind of like, uh, goes to like, I, there's a book called atomic habits and it's basically the idea that we were talking about earlier, which is like really, really small daily habits build up into bigger ones. You know, so it's like, okay, I'm going to eat, you know, this and it just becomes a habit and you do it every day. You know, I'm going to like whether that's the same breakfast, whether that's you wake up and journal every day, whether you wake up and you go for a run, like you just make it as simple and frictionless as possible. But yeah, so like that, this just kind of like building on these like small habits to get to like a bigger one is like yeah. a, an idea that's super useful and helpful with like as far as being forgiving with yourself on not maybe like getting to where you want to go fast enough. Mm-hmm. I get uh, it. So yeah, um, for this for this time, why don't you turn that quarantine into a quarantine? And just eat a bunch of corn. Quarantine. That's, quarantine. It's, do you think there's people that like? What does what does corn have in it? Does that have protein? Corn is a grain, right? It's it's like carb source. Yeah, carbs. So, so grains are like corn. corn. Well, you can you eat a lot of corn and not. It's not that much. It's I a realize lower, how easy it is to lose your carbs. It's a lower proportion. Okay, no. Well, you got to stop making sugar coffee in the morning. I'm sorry. I, I like guarantee it. you if you take out, if just for now, just delete your breakfast, you'll see that you'll be fine. Okay, so no coffee anymore. It'll probably help your bowel I know, Matthew, too. I can't drink black, and coffee does help me with my bowel No, Dalton, there's macro-friendly creamer, and there's sugar-free sweetener. Show me something good, okay? No, Buy I- it. Trick me into drinking it, and if I like it, then you got me. I'm not tricking you into anything. You're an adult. We're Trick in... me into it, though. No. You might want to. But so no ice cream either. Uh, I'm good on that. I don't eat ice cream. No, because on Massachusetts, all the states are opening back up slowly, right? Supposedly. Yeah. In Massachusetts, an ice cream shop opened. It reopened. Oh, I think For I one like day, this. and then it closed again. Really? Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah, and it's in Massachusetts. Oh, I said Massachusetts, yeah. didn't I? And I don't know if it closed because of what happened, but the big story that came out of it was like this 17 year old that was working there quit right after because she was just being completely verbally abused and harassed by the customers. customers. And so they closed, she quit and I guess it somehow got onto online and the owner put up a GoFundMe because he knew that she was, working to go to college yeah and they raised thirty thousand dollars for this girl to go to college oh yeah shouty touty to that boss and that girl so yeah why did that, that happen though but this place called polar cave ice cream savages um because they said that it reopened 
and it was overwhelmed and some of them became agitated that their orders were taking too long. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Okay. I want to talk about like the, the thought process, I guess the state of mind that not only leads someone to do that, but makes them think that their time's more valuable. Than it's someone a else's. good, well, like it, it's going to be effective, I guess. Oh, I see. So like, you know, yeah. Um, like you get what I'm through. saying? No, no, no. Like if you go through a drive-thru and like you go all the way to the end of the drive-thru, you expect your food and you go, but then you have to wait five minutes while that person preps your food. You get annoyed to pay for the food at the drive-thru. I understand that. No, just more like they're, you know, they order and then five minutes goes by, their order's not ready. So the thought process is, well, if I start yelling at them and if I start getting angry and and threatening them, that'll make them work faster. What's like your patience time? Like how long can you wait before you go like, okay, maybe I should ask? <laughs> before well, you there's a, okay, hold on. Before I ask or before I start yelling at somebody because I, I never I've literally never yelled at I mean I'm a normal person a worker like like in customer service at all like I, why I just, do you think that is because I was in customer service like I worked like I had that experience well, you both have been yeah, yeah we all have been. been we've all done customer service that's right I was a lifeguard okay yeah. Not, Wait, it's not that, on the same. Does not that pro- count as customer service? I'm not you providing, yes, because you have to deal with parents. I'm not providing yeah. a service the way you guys are in like a timely manner. But yes, I still have. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, no, so like I, I think somebody brought this up one time that every person should be required to work one Black Friday in a oh, retail store. Yeah, and I, I honestly kind of agree because it gets crazy, dude. And I just think it comes down to people just feel entitled and they think that their time is more valuable than anyone else's. Um, now if there's something going on where, you know, that person is for whatever explicitly their order is being skipped and they've been there for an ungodly amount of time, like, yeah, handle it. But I don't think it ever screaming at somebody for food is justified because in my head, all that, this is literally all I think about the only person that screams and cries for food is a baby and you what? No, I'm kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, but it's like, it's a uh, <laughs> what? Nothing. Girl. Uh, and so it's just kind of like that's just that's just what it makes me think of is like, it it doesn't make them work faster. I think there's this for whatever reason just passed down from generation to generation of like, if you don't get what you want, if you get mad and you yell, the customer is always right. Still exists. And it's, there's like, it's circumstantial. Like there's times where for me, like there's times I was clearly in the wrong and like my bosses would say, no, he was in the wrong. And then I would have to deal with it. And then there was also times where I was very right. You know, like it always depended on the money for me. If there was a lot of money on that sale, I go through it. But if there wasn't much, you, you deal with getting yelled at and, oh, yeah, yeah. Abused and stuff like that. If I'm getting some major money out of it, I'll be like, yeah, I'll work it. But if I'm, if it's only like $5 of like, chapstick or whatever not i'd be like fuck you i'm done you Kurt, you you just i just leave but oh, also okay. too the the uh squeaky wheel gets the oil or whatever the hell that's that's called what is that saying the squeaky wheel gets the oil yeah, yeah right. uh but and so i think like we've seen that too where we've seen you know the younger sibling that consistently complains all the time and gets his way uh you know it's just like 
Don't look at me when you say that. <laughs> I just wanted you to know I was talking about you. Um, you know, so I think that with that mentality in those situations, it's like, oh, well, if I go up and start complaining and making a scene, they, they just want me to leave, so I'll get what I want. And it's just kind of like, that just sucks for the people working. Yeah. Like, yes, they're overwhelmed. Like, you are not the only person that's been waiting to get out of the house and go get ice cream. You know, like there's clearly other people there, like, like uh, be understanding and observant of your surroundings and take a deep breath. So you think it's entitlement? Yeah. That's interesting. I'm trying to think of like, it's just, it's such a, it's such a weird thought. It's process. weird to me because I would never do it. I mean, after 20 minutes, I'd be like, okay, maybe I should. Ask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what you said. Maybe yeah. like 20 minutes would be like, Hey, um, is my order good? Or are we, are we still waiting? Yeah. And they would answer. Do you think that 20 minutes goes down if you see yourself, if you see the person behind you finish? Yeah. Like it, it would have to be like an estimate of like, okay, what are they making for me? How much of it? And then if someone else orders something similar to mine and then they're done in like five minutes, then I'll be like, okay, let's wait another five minutes, see what happens. Okay, wait, wait, wait. And then once it hits 20 minutes, that's when I usually get kind of more impatient. The, the only reason I go check within like 10 or 15 minutes is because my name is really common. And so it's like quite possible that somebody heard Matt and then went to go and then accidentally, because it's happened before it happens at Starbucks more often than anything, you know, cause it's not like I get anything fancy. Um, and so I'll go and order and then I'll see, a, they'll say Matt and I'll see someone else walk up like before me. And I'm always just like, oh, okay, like that person obviously had to have been here and been waiting yeah. and I don't remember seeing them in line or anything. And then they'll take my drink. And then I'm there for a while. I'm like, hey, I never got my drink. I don't know if it got swiped or what. And usually they're like pretty, you know, thoughtful mm-hmm. and helpful with it. But uh, that's the only reason why I go check. See, Dalton uses something called critical thinking skills, which I think a lot of people just don't when they uh, start getting angry. Try and level things out before I go off. But I don't really go off on no. people like that. No, there's I'll no be way. I'll be like short with them if they like piss me off. But I don't think I'll ever be like, fuck you. That's yeah. not me. I just watched this video of some lady that wanted her money back at Red Lobster. And she was like getting pushed out. I guess she made a scene inside Red Lobster because she wanted a refund. So she thought the best way to do it was to be to attack the manager. And then the man- attack the, the manager. Attack the manager. So like, Obviously. like the manager and like another employee are pushing this woman out. Yeah. She's holding onto the door, screaming or whatever. She finally gets so upset. She punches the manager <laughs> And then I saw this tweet that said, I don't know who that manager is, but she must be great because all her entire staff was ready to murder this woman. Everybody Damn. runs out. They all push her. The manager has the chick by her hair. All like They're all fighting or whatever. And then uh, they finally separate it. And I'm just like, she's like, I want my refund. And they're like, we told you. We'll give it to you. Just like, Oh, so outside. she had already gotten the refund. Yeah, she, no, like she'd already been, it had been confirmed. Like, we're giving you your money back. Like, please just wait outside. And then she just didn't get her way. So. Wow. That to. sounds like one of those do- like the baseball fights when just, you know, you see a punch fly and both dugouts take off. Oh yeah. 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 That's always good stuff though. What point and you said this earlier. Uh how do you deal with when you're when you're in an argument and you have your stance and you're going in hard on it and then you realize that you're wrong? How do you how do you deal with that then? I just like what do you do? Do you just dig in and hope hope that you no, can like, no, do you no. hope you can bluff your way out? No. How do, or how do you how do you backtrack on that? I just literally say, "Oh, you know what? I apologize. I am wrong." 
I'll just tell him. Like there's at that point, it's like you just got to eat your crow. Like if you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> I've I've seen people. Uh, you can you've seen like the light click of them being wrong, and then and then and yeah, but then they it's like on morals. Like they're just gonna stand there. What just happened? I'm fucking kill that guy. What's he runs, up? He runs around on his fucking little bitch ass moped. <laughs> Every day. It's probably the listener in Ontario. I'm literally going to kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Um, no, I got it. It's like a six year old girl. No, I've seen him. It's, Is he riding around with a six year old girl? Yes. It's her, body, it's her bodyguard. She can watch. Hey, she, I don't know, bro. She's got spikes on her helmet. <laughs> bro, she's, she, she take care of business. Uh-huh. One of those helmets with the mohawk. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll admit that I'm wrong, but it's also I know people that even when they're wrong, they'll just dig their heels in and argue. And it's just kind of like at that point, it's like I don't they don't want to give the other person the satisfaction. But if I don't know, it's just that's just not me. Like, I'll just I have no problem saying admitting that depends on who it is. If you don't know the person that well and you could play the card of like, oh, shit, that was oh, that's how it happened. Oh, I didn't know that. If you could play that card, then yeah. yes, but. It only depends on how well you know somebody. Like, I wouldn't be able to pull that off with you or Matt. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. There's no way. So, I don't know. It kind of depends on the person who you're talking to. I feel like you can eat, You can just cut it and eat your words. Yeah. Or you can, like, just go way overboard just to show that, okay, I, I acknowledge that this is ridiculous, that I'm wrong. Yeah. But just, like, that. that's an easier way to diffuse it. Yeah. Could you take it into like a, a laughing arena rather yeah. than just cutting the tension short? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a lot of times people will just switch the question. Like you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like eat like, and that's how, I, and for the longest time, that's how I know I knew when I won an argument with you is you never say that you're wrong. You just change the question for yourself to be right. What's the stupidest thing you guys have argued about? And like have gotten mad at each other about for like two like, days. Like like genuinely mad? I don't know. I don't know. Just frustrated up to not, not be like, I'm not gonna talk to you for a little bit. I've never intentionally not talked to David. Um He told me to shut up. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Metro, Go, on. Go on. It was when we first started hanging out and um I was an idiot. I was a fourteen year old boy, so I just Thought I had <laughs> thought I had this air of like I know what's what you know you're 14 you know what's what and Matt Drum told me to shut up and so I said okay I didn't I didn't say okay I went he just nodded and um, contrary to Matt always saying it was two months it was probably a couple weeks granted still far too long but I did not talk to him we had a class every day. We were already hanging out in the same group of friends at that point. Yep. Just wouldn't say a word. I just wouldn't that say a word. amazing dumb. amount of commitment. No, yeah. it was dumb because he was my only friend. That's what you get. It Tell was, him to shut up. Dude. No, I remember it was during PE class. I don't care what he I did. Was no, I was standing there and I was talking to somebody. He runs up and is being super annoying. I don't know what you were doing, but you're probably nonstop poking my backpack, saying my name over and over, jumping up and down around me. And like, I just got frustrated and I was like, David, shut up. Yeah. I sucked. And then he just, he nodded and then would just like walk away from me and wouldn't talk to me. He didn't talk to me. And we had like PE. And then I think I had just switched into the drama class. So we had drama together too. And even then he wouldn't talk to me. He just sit there, his bottom lips sticking out all big. 
Didn't want to talk to me. Nose in the air. Classic. Two weeks. I'm not friends, dude. I was struggling. <laughs> it's very obnoxious. <laughs> if you That's couldn't hilarious. tell. That's I'm hilarious. still obnoxious, but I was like annoying. I hadn't yet matured yet. <laughs> Has to come. I don't, still don't know if I have, but <laughs> it was a lot worse. Uh, <laughs> but we got over it. And now, now here we here are. We are. Look at the us. longest we've ever gone without talking is our first semester of college. Yeah. It was like we didn't. This is actually really cool. I really like this. This is some way. This is a way I've always been with people, um, which also can be a problem if it's like not the right person. Um, and we both went to college, and like I, when I first went, like I literally did everything. Like I was hardly ever in my room, uh, and I was just always out doing things, meeting people. Like it was a really, really cool environment, and like a fun time. Um, and then David did the same thing. Like you got act, it started in like your drama pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I jumped into drama really quickly. The engineering dorm that I was in was like a community. So we did a bunch of stuff together. So I got a bunch of friends there really quickly and it was just like busy times. Uh, and then I remember one day I was sitting in my room and I got a text from David and it just said, Hey bro. I haven't talked to you in a while. I just want to like make sure everything's good. Like what's going on? And I like, it's not that I didn't think about you. It's just, I, I don't like, I just got, I was caught up. I was selfish and caught up in what I was doing. I didn't even think to like check in on David, you know? Uh, Cause that was also like the first semester that, you know, him and I both were experiencing long distance relationships. Um, we're away from home, away from home, you know, and all this stuff. And so I think I, we haven't gone more than a couple of days without talking ever since then. At least uh, a couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah. And then even like I think I went I think I drove out to hang out with you like we went to Red Robin. Ah, yep. 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 And um yeah, and then we hung out and caught up. But it, the the idea was that we hadn't talked for 6 months and when we hung out again and we sat down and we had that dinner it it hadn't felt like 2 days had passed. Like yeah, it wasn't, like, it was like the there was day. no, yeah. there was no like resentment of not talking mm-hmm. and it also just didn't feel like it had been a long time. It felt like we were, it was as if we, you know, not as if we were still best friends Yeah, and it just like it picked right back up. Yeah. And yeah. that's something that I really enjoy in friends and something that I also, I think I succeed well in. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a nice trait to have now as we are adults and we have a lot of shit going on granted not in quarantine but uh when you can't see people every every other day or every week or so um but it also can be a problem if if, if the other person doesn't also work on that kind of level yeah yeah because i i'm definitely somebody that's like that where even if i've seen you yesterday or the you know it's been years that it, since i've seen you um I don't know. I'm, it just, for me, it always feels like it, we just picked up where we left off, you know, but not everybody's like that. And so I've had friends that just aren't, you know, it's very much like they need to like be spoken to, you know, and, and hung out with on a more regular basis. And like, I just, I pay attention to that and, you know, do what I can. But, uh, you know, I definitely value the relationships where it's like, you know, it's not that we're sitting there doing nothing and I'm not talking to you cause I'm mad at you or you're doing better than me. So I'm mad at you. So I'm not going to, you know, talk to you. It's like, yeah. we both are legitimately doing something like we both understand it and just able to pick up where we left off and move forward. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's always fun. When did we start getting Samuel Adams? Cause we would go to red Robin 
when I first came back. When you first moved back? No. No, it was when we started going to Red Robin. Yeah. Because that was where we fought, got the first Samuel Adams. Yeah, like, we got uh, the, they had the winter lager. There was Oktoberfest first, and that was great. And then we, okay. all, we kept trying to get that, and then we couldn't anymore. Yeah, so, we so we, we, me and David would meet up, and we would get like... And you the, guys don't like beer anymore. No, I mean, I'll drink it. I just can't get drunk off it. It makes me like fucking bloated and... Good. My stomach all weird. The gas the next day is miserable. Yeah, I don't, oh. I don't do beer that much anymore. No. I've been, I've been very much on a seltzer, on a claw, type of diet. Oh, oh yes. Um, oh yes. <laughs> I too have been on that diet. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but like I def- like for instance, um, I celebrated a friend's birthday and you know it was at a brewery, so we all like got good beer. I think that's what it is. Like if if it's like one or two like good quality beers, I have no problem with it. But it's when it's like you know I'm getting drunk off it. Like I'm guaranteed to throw up because I get so full and I feel so bloated that I want to burp, and then stuff just comes out with it. Ugh, yeah, I don't. I can't do beer anymore. I'll stick with uh, your fireball. My fireball. Ugh, Everyone hates me for that. I feel like a. Oh. A teenage girl. You went. I, I'm like, I love my fireball. <laughs> yeah. You went from like the the only thing you drank was like Coors Light, mm-hmm. and nobody you liked were a that. Cooey King for a long oh, time. I drank Coors Light forever, and nobody liked that. And you're like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna get away from this beer thing because everybody gives me shit about it. Now I'm gonna go to Fireball, and everybody's like, oh, all yeah, right, I'll have some. <laughs> two extremes, two extremes, but definitely easier to mix drinks and enjoy them a lot more. Um, than it is to like drink a beer and drink the same beer and same beer. It sometimes it gets old. I don't know. Hey man, what works, what works. Let's take a break. Okay. Uh, we have a question here that says, what aspects of the human species have made us a successful species? Can but, we get into that from moral licensing? I thought we could get into that from the last samurai. Ooh. Okay. Cause it's kind of like, I, I, you would need to explain to me what moral licensing is. I don't have a problem doing yeah. that. Especially cause you're amped off it. Like we can, let's just do that. I'll tell you. All right. We'll do that. And then because it, it won't be long and then we'll switch into Last Samurai and that can take us the, way, the rest yeah. of the way out of it. And these are all like <clears throat> philosophical ladies. So um, going back to earlier, what you were saying off of, you know, the people that feel entitled and stuff like that. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of this, this concept, but kind of not really. Uh, of moral licensing Mm -hmm. that I found out about the other day that I heard about the other day. And it's the idea that when someone does something good, they then can use that or it gives them the license to do something bad then because there was a study where it was like, Oh, if people, why are good deeds why don't good deeds beget more good deeds? Hmm. And it's, I, I, it's I kind of like, like a straight answer. It's, it's, it's an interesting, it's, it's sometimes as, it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. It's kind of like if, as if they're like good and bad was like a scale, you know? Yeah. Like you have to do, you have to keep the scale balanced. So you do a good thing. So you gotta do a bad thing. You gotta do, you do bad things. So you do a good thing. It's kind of like to pay it off. Like paying off your dues. And like, uh, well, the first thing that I thought about was I thought and the way it was described was that when someone does a good thing, they then feel like they can do a bad thing because because they did the good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And Uh. I actually saw it the opposite way. You guys can talk about it the first way. I saw it the opposite way. And what I thought of first was gangsters. 
Like you have all these gangsters that do all these horrible things and make all this money, but then they start a charity or they open a an motorcycle or- club. They open known an, for that. They open an orphanage. They use their money for philanthropy. And so it's like, for me, it was, they did a bunch of bad deeds. So now they do this one good deed so that they can say, no, 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 I'm a good person. Don't you see what I did here? And like, that's how I saw, that's how I saw the moral lights. I can see that with MCs for sure. Really? Yeah. They, I've, I'm not going to name MCs. So I don't want to, them coming after you. I don't you? want them coming after <laughs> me. But there are, I think there are a few, like and you see their history of what they're known for and where they're at now. Cause no one knows really, really knows what the MCs do now, but like they're, they have charities, they give toys to kids and all this stuff. And they always have that shown. But then you see like a shooting like two weeks later. I don't yeah. know, of the same people that were a part of that charity. It's like, you know, good, bad. They do the, they do a lot of bad, but they promote the good, so everyone notices the good, so they could do more bad and mm-hmm. not get as much notice. You know what I mean? Uh, that's an interesting one. Because, like, I can see it, and I think it starts really young. Um, if you guys have listened to this podcast for any amount of time, I think, and most um, psychologists agree, like, our childhood plays a lot into it, into the way we view the world. And I just, the background that Dalton and I come from, like, if, you know, anytime you did something bad, the good thing to do was to go and, like, pray and, like, repent, you know? Pray or uh, make sure you go and tell your parents what you did. Yeah, you know, or... So they uh, can go tell you to pray. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even, like, you know, um, in Catholicism, you'll, you have to do, like, you know, rosaries or a certain amount of a certain prayer. And it's kind of, like, in the same way you're kind of balancing the scale. Yeah. You know, um... There's a part of me that this is going to sound terrible, but like there's a part of me that's kind of like in that situation. It's kind of like, you know what? It Yeah, it's terrible that it comes from that way. But just playing devil's advocate, like would the money have been used for that if it wasn't for the stuff that they had done? Mm-hmm. You know, like is it that is it like their guilty conscience is like, you know, they want to now do it, you know, because like maybe the voices in their head are, are getting too loud or whatever. So um feel that. Yeah, it, I don't know. Well, let's see. Do you think that the idea of moral licensing propagates the theory that humans have a base nature of negative intent or selfishness? Or do you think... I'll stop there. Um, I do, think half the shit we do as humans is, a, is selfish. Yeah. I think that's a that's a base thing, but it's not really, not really noticed, but it's, it's a base thing for all humans and they all want to like achieve something for themselves, you know, and it may put others at risk, but at the end of the day, that's what we do as humans. We're always, we're always, we're always going to be selfish beings. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that if you just like our bodies are made like just to survive, like that's the sole purpose of it. Right. Like that's why we, have you know like like hunger pains because we need to eat in order to satiate ourselves and to to stay alive like i i think that just the way that our body is our sole purpose is survival and i think that survival a lot of times had to have been done in the past in a a very selfish way um so i think i'll go with i think i'll go with that i i mean i i'm some i'm in i'm painfully optimistic so it's like i like to think that everybody is born and it, it like true and happy and and uh like with good intentions 
but also too there's so many people in this world that like there's there's gonna be differences not everybody it's not cookie cutter you know i think it depends on the person and and other external factors definitely on how you grew up i think that's a big impact for a lot of people too for sure i mean i I, i'd have to say i agree with dalton uh in his theory of of selfishness i just think i think on a base level happiness people are always selfish because no matter what everything you do is done in the pursuit of happiness whether yeah. you do a good thing or a bad thing, the goal is always to make yourself happy. Yeah. Whether that's treating others well, whether that's stealing, whether that's uh, love, whether, whatever it is, like yeah. the end goal is always a selfish reason to make yourself happy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no. Um, I don't know how to transition and do it from there. We can just jump into it. Yeah, wait, wait, what is it? What are we talking about? We're going to talk about Last Samurai. So, you know who weren't selfless fighters? Were the samurai. Hmm. You ever think about that, Matt? Um, no. Even I... to the last <laughs> samurai. Yeah, that's smooth. That's smooth. That's good. That's good. Go ahead, take it from you, David. <laughs> so uh, we all just finished watching the Last Samurai. Well, me and David finished it. Well, I, I, I was in and out. I was in and out. Eh. Mainly out, but the okay. most historically accurate show I think I've ever seen. Really, really, that's a <laughs> wow. Boring. All right, you, you heard it here no, first. No, 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 lies. The Last Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> with its white savior, <laughs> historically accurate. Um, yeah, damage control, control for earlier when we said Name was Japanese for name. That's because we watched the, the movie, and that's what Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is like, you got a name? What well, uh, Name? Name? Not. And we were like, wow, that guy just went for <laughs> yep. it. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. one thing that so we have a question on here that um. It says, what aspect of the human species have made us successful as a species? Uh, and I think that Last Samurai is a terrible, now that I'm thinking about it, is a terrible way to answer this question with my answer. But it, it kind of like, you you see it, right? Because The Last Samurai, the premise is that there's these, um, like, samurai, they're the last tribe of samurais or whatever, and they are Clans. now clan, the last clan of samurai. Samurai house, and they're going up against these. Well, no, there's multiple clans. Okay. But they're all come. They're all coming together to fight this one force. What is that one force? Uh, um, the Americans, basically Americanized warfare. Americanized against, warfare and Americanized, uh huh. Uh, yeah, weapons and whatnot. Government. So, so they yeah. roll in with and with the cannons, uh, like um, machine guns that shoot 200 rounds a minute or whatever. whatever Tom Cruise is brought saying. in specifically to teach these people how to use guns. Uh-huh. And, and so, uh, but you know, these clans that all banded together, they want to stay to their traditional ways and they want to be able to, uh, uphold these traditions that they've had for generations. Yeah. But there's this wave of change that's coming in. So it's this battle between the new and the old. Uh-huh. And so I think that what's made us successful as a human species is our ability to adapt. Oh, so you're on this you're on the bad guy's side. In this scenario, yes. You know I mean, yes. But 
I mean, I'm pretty sure in the movie, like, this is so weird. But the, the message movie, of the movie is is the opposite yeah, of what yes. Matt's saying, but yeah. Matt's also not wrong. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the movie overdoes it a lot, but I think that there's a good balance between, you know, knowing where you come from and adapting to the future. I think the message of the movie was don't forget your history. Yeah. yeah. Which is not saying don't, don't never change, yeah. but just like, you know remember your culture i feel like, like that. even in this culture now though the the history of like where we come from as like individuals is we find it a lot more interesting than i'm sure people did back then just because i think we like we i mean i don't know i see it all the time and i hear it all the time people who really care about you know their backstories and where they came from and who they knew and you know their ancestors and stuff it's, it's much more important i think how i see it now to how, to how I saw it back then, even though it was important back then. I think there's like a, a certain age that that comes into play, right? Because I yeah. feel like mom is way more involved in trying to figure out who, you know, where her grandmother's buried and what her great great grandfather was like and, and what her grandma, and it, she's like very, very much so into that as opposed to, I mean, it seems like she was into it more recently than in the past from what i can remember yeah like it's always been a conversation but it's never been something that i've seen her actively go out and and figure out like she has these past couple years um but it like just looking at our human species as a whole like i think that that our ability to adapt and evolve has been the only thing that has kept us alive you know because you know if you go back to the cave-in uh days there were so many threats that aren't threats today but now there's threats today that, weren't threats, back that then. weren't threats back then. And the only way, the commonality is our ability to be, okay, this brings pain and death. So the way I'm going to combat this is with this. And it's always something very, you know, it, it's a different way of thinking. And you have to really like push yourself to, to think that way. And I think that that's the ability to, that's allowed us to continue to progress as a culture and species. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I counter? And if say, I say no, are you going to stop? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's up? You said no. Stop it. What? <laughs> um, shut up for the next three weeks. I would think. I would think it's also the only thing that uh, prevents us from. Oh, this would have been cool to connect with. It's also the only thing that prevents us from being wholly selfish. And one of the main things that they find. I guess I don't. Oh wait, maybe it's not. Maybe we're not the only. Um, uh, species that does does this but humans by far have a large amount more of altruism what is altruism altruism is the conscious choice and sense not of community but the idea of caring for others hmm. specifically just not beyond self-survival and so that's that altruism. Let me look at the, the proper definition. Altruism. The belief of uh, the practice of disinterested and selfless concern for the well-being of others. And so that lets us create a community and that lets us look at culture and look at society and want to better it yeah. rather than solely preserve ourselves and solely look out for ourselves so there are tons of people that are that way but as a whole that's what has kept us going from extinction is because we always 
think about the others and think about as a whole, how can we survive rather than just how can I survive? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I like it. I agree. The other thing the last samurai deals with is honor. The samurai has a strict code of honor, honor. and it has a strict sense of morality. And so what does honor mean to you? Oh, cause like, for them, like the, for the Japanese, and this was a very, like a cool part of the movie when they were talking about each other's style and, and Tom Cruise goes, uh, you know, we don't cut the heads off of our, our victims, our prisoners. And he goes, the Lieutenant asked me to do it. Cause the Lieutenant had been a samurai too. And he said, I was honored to cut his head off because he could not face the shame of defeat. And so that is one of the, what that is honor in the samurai code is to rather die than be defeated and to kill themselves rather than show the shame of defeat. Hmm. Honor, 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 honor. So what does honor mean to you? I don't know. I guess it's just. I think honor comes to more being true to yourself as who you are. Um, and you can display that in so many different ways. But I, I, it's such a, like a broad statement of like finding honor, figuring out what honor means to you. And like, I don't know. What do you think, Matt? What do you got? You look confused over there anyways. I've, I've never thought about this, to be honest. Like, I've honest never thought about honor. No. I think it's, I think it like, what is the sense of honor to you? And so I think you can characterize that using different traits. You know, for some people, for some families, for some cultures, bringing honor is bringing success. For some cultures, bringing honor is bringing respect. For, or honor begets respect. For some, honor is trust. You know, and for some, honor is a being like an honorable man is honesty or honorable you know? woman it's like it's like uh like it's showing you're a trustworthy sense of... like you're you're honest and uh you're loyal loyal trustworthy and honest that's like that's like the three pillars of what i've learned what over you the years consider is honorable exactly i don't know i think there's honor in in working hard like um i don't know honestly i, I just feel like like i would be for me, honor is just being able to take care of my loved ones, I think. I think it's just immediately where my head goes. I don't know if that makes sense in this context or not. But uh, being able to just take care of my my people, in whether that's emotionally or financially, like whatever that looks like, um, I think that's something that means a lot to me. Um, and I think just being being willing to give more of myself to others than to myself Uh like trying to live selflessly, um, yeah. I don't know, I've ne- I've never really sat down and actually thought about this. It's this gonna be a good one for me to sit down with. Because a lot of times you you people will say, "Oh, that's an honorable man. It's an honorable woman." Yeah. But do you really know what that means in that moment? And I guess it you know it can be something that changes time after time after time. But uh, yeah, it's something good to. If you if you value it so much to know what it means, which yeah. kind of goes along with, you know, think for yourself, 
Mm-hmm. You know, sit down. If you don't know, if you, if you never sat down and critically thought about it, try it out. Make sure you know what you're talking about. Yeah, sit down and look at everything. I've said it multiple times on this podcast, but it's the best thing I've ever done. Um, and it doesn't really stop. You just have more questions a lot of the times, but um, you start to see that play out in your life day, day in and day out. So, Dalton, what does Matt have to do in your culture to become an honorable man? Like, what is something you have in to Daltonism. do? What would he have to do? Like, example-wise. Um, probably cut off pinky toes. I think, I think they're the most useless toe. <laughs> um, cut off both. Why? Because pink- they just look weird. It's like just a... <laughs> it's like having like a... Like having a nub. It's like a toe that didn't finish growing. Yeah, it's like a toe <laughs> that just kind of stopped. But it doesn't... It just kind of squishes in now with all the shoes we wear. That I'm sure back then, as like cavemen, we needed it, but now it's just an inconvenience and it looks weird in sandals. You know, it would bother me. <laughs> so I cut off pinky toes. Okay, that's the initiation into that's your code. Initiation to what I believe, yeah. And then, uh, I would say probably, you know, definitely some type of like belly button ring. Something. So little. some piercing. Some type of piercing mm. of some sort. That would bring honor to you. That would bring honor. If Matt did that. It has to it has to have like a little, the little like things that dangle off, and it has to spell out Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> what if you just got one that has a metal thing that hangs from it that says Dalton? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be weighted. So it makes your belly button really, really big. <laughs> oh, what about you, Matt? Matthewism. What does Dalton have to do? To bring honor to Matthewism, he's got to shave my feet. <laughs> I'll never be honored. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. You probably have to like. He'd have to sit down in a cage with like three spiders. And he's not allowed to leave. You can't do a cage with three spiders. Depends what kind of spiders today. They're non-venomous. They're just abnormally large. Oh. <laughs> like, they won't hurt you. They'll bite you. Do they it's have gonna eyes? Hurt. Essentially a tarantula. No. Yeah. They can't do tarantulas. The only downside is do you then want, say that two hours is up or however long, and Dalton now has a um, two-foot-wide tarantula for a pet that you have to live with now. Yeah, what if I make him my friend? I, know, I just know you well enough. That will not happen. You don't know me. I do. I just can't look at it for a while. You just sit there with your eye closed? I mean, I was uncomfortable. The second with a, you feel that hairy ass arm touch you, you're going to freak the fuck out. I don't know. I can't do that. Plus, they look hairy. God. They're the most <laughs> scary fucking creatures in the world. I will stand by that. So, no Australia for you? No. Not in my future, man. I mean, I'll go there for like a week, but I ain't going to live there. You know, those spiders will find you in the week. I mean... As long as they don't eat me in a week, I'll be, I'll be I can get out of there. A week's a long time, dude. Well, I want to experience the country. I just don't <laughs> want to live there. Just take a bunch of cans of off spray. Okay. And then just spray them when they get close. All right, that'll work. All right, well let's let's close this out with. Easy cannon, bro. Did I clip? I wasn't looking. It's behind my laptop. Okay. I can't see. Um, I probably did it on perfect. Shut up. I bet it. I bet so. But this week, we're going to talk about something that has been in the minds of many for years and years and years. 
and dun, that is dun, dun. the concept of the never died. The never died. And these are the people. Do you know what that is? That you know what it is. The media says, or the world says, has died, and a small group of people believe that they are not in fact dead. They are hiding, either on the moon, or in an underground bunker, or they are just out of the eye, coming back for. I don't know, a time that has been determined to be the right time to come back or something. As the prophecy foretold. As the prophecy foretold. So, yes, Tupac is part of that group. Hmm. Elvis, Michael Jackson. Can you imagine all those guys just sitting around a table together? Yeah, what what do you think they have in common? (laughs) (laughs) The conversation would go... So, I haven't actually... Have you done research into this, Dalton? I feel like you would have Um, more than me. The only one I could think of, like that's similar, is like uh, the Mandela, like the guy that, that. Oh, Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. That's the only person I could think of that was like gone for a while. Everyone thought he died, then he just came back and he was fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. But um, I heard I watched this video on this guy that was like convinced that Elvis is working on a farm uh, next to his old house, and it was like this. He, there was this camera there, and Elvis walks up to it so-called Elvis walks up to it and he does like the little like lip thing that he used to do and then walks away. That's and, like, that's like his, his Sasquatch signature. Yeah. Yeah. That's like <laughs> what he's known <laughs> for. So he, he did the lip thing and walked away, but also, you know, you're, you're looking at a video where one, you don't know who posted it Two, It's yeah. It's in the similar location. So you also have a lot of lovers for Elvis over there, you know? Yeah. That's... So even with Michael Jackson, everyone, a lot of people actually think he didn't die. They thought it was like, you know, fake death, that he's yeah. somewhere else. Um, I don't know if I believe that one. There just hasn't a lot of evidence, you know, a lot of stuff to prove it. Um, what I'm else? Curious. I'm probably going to look into this afterwards. No one ever found uh, Hitler's body. Body. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know about that. They, they said that. Uh, that does sound. It was like his cousin or something. Like yeah, that. they said it was like his cousin. Oh, yeah. that's like when they said they say that uh, Paul McCartney's dead. And they brought some kind of lookalike, yeah. and that's yeah, 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 yeah. Or that girl, um, that girl in that one band, what's the band called? Fuck, David, you remember the band, the, the one with the girl in it? <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a punk band. She no. was big in the two thousands. Paramore. Paramore. No. Yeah, that was my immediate thought. Dalton was like, there are so many people that look like that are like celebrity lookalikes mm-hmm. like at what point does one person just play into it you oh, know and like take and, over and like the take mantle over. yeah you know or like uh there's a vice uh there's an episode on the on the vice youtube channel where they talk about the the real life wolverine and it's some guy in michigan that literally looks like hugh jackman like he looks like the cartoon character of wolverine and he walks around all the time with his shirt off and stuff. And he's like, not super ripped, like the comics. Yeah. But you can tell like that's who it's based off of. And then he, they like interview him and stuff. It's really, really interesting. But it's like, like that, like maybe, you know. Avril Lavigne, is that who you're talking about? Let me see the girl. Is it a girl? Yeah. The blonde girl? Yes. Yeah. It's, let me see, Avril Lavigne dead. Yeah, people... Oh, it's a YouTube video. Yeah. She's the one, and he was a skater boy. She uh-huh. said, see you later, boy. Yeah. People thought she was dead. People, people thought she was replaced with somebody else. Oh yeah, she's Look at been the pictures, dead dude. and replaced by an actress. Look at yeah. the pictures. 
It's fucking insane. Wait, let me see. The other one is that Keanu Reeves is immortal. Yeah. Yes, I've seen that one and I've watched that video. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. It's just Keanu Reeves. Classic Keanu. So you don't think that the celebrities aren't dead and just like hiding on the moon or something like that? Um, but what about immortal actors and people being replaced? I think it's really fun to see actors um, that are being like, oh, these guys have been alive for centuries. And they show pictures of like people who look very similar to these people back like in the Civil War times and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's always fun to look at, but it doesn't. It's very coincidental. It's not very... Do uh, you think that doesn't hold ground? No, no. And I also think that, you know, I, I don't think Elvis would be alive anymore, to be honest. I think he would have just... If, even if he did fake his death... He died from natural causes. He would just now. die at some point. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe, like, maybe... Even with Hitler, if that fool is gone, he has to be dead. Yeah, but, like, maybe... Maybe not in Hitler's case, but... Uh, and like you know, Elvis or whatever. Maybe like the spotlight just got too much for them. The only person that that I can see being like that would be like Michael Jackson, because right before his death, he was just getting torn a new one by everybody, because of like you know, the whole baby over the, the media side stuff. of the the balcony. Know, balcony and all that stuff. So I can I can see being like, man, screw this. I need a, a fresh start where nobody knows me. But also too, like. These names are so big that there's no way in hell that they start another life unless they have like some amazing plastic surgery to look completely different. Because they have the money for it. Those are iconic faces, you know. I don't know. That's like how people believe no one's gonna know when Jesus Jesus comes back. That's different though, because we have pictures of these people. Is Jesus gonna get plastic surgery? No, just that like if someone came back and like said if Jesus came back and was like, I am the Son of God. Yeah, but the, he would not make it far, and no one would care. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, but nobody knows what Jesus looks like. There, you, we have like an you idea. You have Korean Jesus. You have black Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. You have white Jesus. There's one Michael Jackson. There is one Hitler. Well, it depends on what time you look at him. Oh my God! Okay, there's <laughs> there's one Elvis. <laughs> yes, there is one Elvis. So no, not canon. Not canon. Uh, not canon. Dang. Is that our first not canon? That's our first not canon. That's dude. the first together not canon. Damn. Sorry, Damn. dead celebrities. We did. Like you we stay did dead. a together canon. To canon. To Gennie canon. To Gennie canon. All right. If you made it this far together into the podcast, canon. thank you so much. We really, really do appreciate your time. And as always, go ahead and follow us on all social media platforms at Drum Podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review and a comment and a rating. And uh, let us know how much you love it. And uh, what do you guys think? Is the is the never dead? Is it is it canon? Let us know. Yeah, and and what does honor mean to you? Uh, Go ahead and let us know. Shoot us some messages, some DMs. That would be really cool to hear from you guys. But as always, until next week, stay safe, stay inside, and stay happy. We'll see you guys then. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. Bye, you guys.